Come on, where do you think he lived? <laughs> Dubai. Long live a gracious king. Um, not the ladies mentioning their membership price again. Helicopter, helicopter. A strike. So, do you have the money or not? Open your purse. It's season two. Welcome to Arxner's Change Room Podcast. And it's your very own Arxner's. The well and early alternative school's provision nurse, your favourite bank nurse that likes an extra coin on the weekend. It's your favourite sidestepping mental health nurse, Rue. And the realest housewife of the NHS, your sweetest diabetes nurse, Jade. We are for the nurses and by the nurses. Hi guys, it's May. It's May, the month filled with bank holidays. Oi, oi. Welcome to the month of our new king's coronation. The Long uh, live a gracious king. Long live. Is this happening? <laughs> you know, I don't even know the national anthem like that, you know. It's God save our king now, but you know. Oh, is it not long live? Well, that's the second line. But the first line is God save our gracious king. Well, guys, clearly the NHS ain't paying us enough. That's why we don't know the lyrics. I don't, I don't want to hear the word pay. I don't want to hear that word because there's a lot of confusion around that and I almost passed out. Let's talk about it because if I had enough money, I'll pay for the internet to Google the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, 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 obviously, guys, you know, around here, I don't have the scoop. I don't be getting the emails. So I'm going to let the ladies tell me what the RCN are saying because as far as I'm concerned, the other parties or should we say the other unions have accepted this 5% increase and right now i'm about to fall off my chair you know i'm going texas now again <laughs> that texas bootleg accent here we go listen the rcn are not having it basically i'm in a bit of a state of confusion because the news is saying that we've accepted it and we're going to get this pay rise but pat carlin of the rcn has emailed us all this evening and told us that we voted no to accept the offer so we're going to be voting to strike again I'm just confused because what does that mean for the pay deal? Do we, like, as RCA members, are we not going to be paid if, you know, everything goes ahead? I don't know what's going on. I really don't. They can't leave us out now, chair. I know I didn't want the money, but I was taking For them to drop me out of the pay deal. No, thanks. No, thank you. Um, Not the ladies mentioning their membership price again. But if you think about the amount of, that we've paid over what seven yeah, it's years a, it's a mortgage it's a mortgage if we say it's that that'll mortgage, basically yeah. be the rise exactly do you know why exactly. it's a mortgage because there were there's room for um what's good again bank and on bank holiday even some trusts were doing extra rates because of the fact that there was a strike so not only mm. were you getting bank rates you were also getting extra money an hour because you picked up a shift as it was a strike so do you have the money or not Open your purse. Of course they have the money. When the doctors were striking, how did they find the money to pay the consultants? Thank That's you. NHS. And they were getting big bucks for that. They were getting big bucks. Some, t- some, some were getting like people's monthly salary. Yeah. So I need to understand. Do you know That's what? the thing with yeah. NHS though. When they need the money, they'll find it. I of don't course. know where. They've, where got they, with, they've got a stash under somewhere. There's a little room with cardboard boxes filled with the cash. <laughs> and when they need it, the they only- just go there and just collect. I pick it. Exactly. Exactly. The only thing that's frustrating me is that if this is done and dusted, we can never complain about pay for like at least five years now because they'll be like, you accepted the pay deal in 2023. Exactly. 
Because remember, when we first started trying to strike, they were saying how they gave us the 3% before, remember? Yeah. They tried to yeah. say that they weren't going to um, increase it because um, we got the 3%, which they stretched over three years anyway. And that was the reason why they didn't agree with us um, asking for a pay deal. And then that's how eventually mm. we got to the striking in the first place. So if they said that for 3%, what makes you think 5% you can come back and jelly jelly how many months or how many weeks? You actually can't. That, that's us done. Uh, Five percent is not even five k for some people. It's not even two and a half k for some people. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, and then HMRC will come in there. Henry, Hoover that, Hoover that all up. That's what I'm thinking though. Why couldn't they just, if they were going to give us this stupid little change, why could it not be tax free? Uh-huh. That makes sense. Come on, where do you think you live? <laughs> Dubai. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> Dubai. This is not the real house of Dubai. It's well, not. I need to go over there because. But you know what my thing is is that okay, like obviously we don't want to sound like a start record and always complaining, but what what can we do moving forward now? Because I don't know much in this unison era or this other um unions but I don't think that they fight for us hard enough I don't feel like anyway do you know it's like I keep on saying yeah the biggest mistake we made yeah is allowing them to gaslight us into cancelling the 72 hour strike because they yeah. know that that was going to be the biggest moment in history where they would have to act and they got and, us yeah. right where we were vulnerable and said no 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 we're going to give you something and whilst they did that they just came back and lowballed us by going to the courts we just bought them time exactly. that's all yeah yeah Hundred percent. That that caving in on the seventy hour strike was the end of it. You all, can't do that. And the thing is, you when you're ready to go to war, yeah, you need to know that there are going to be many, many battles. And just because you lose the battle doesn't mean that you've lost the war. Or was it exactly? Yeah, yeah, no, that's. The, oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at me coming here to do problems, and I don't even know the real deal. <laughs> Where did you find this one? You know what I mean. But like I said to you, like when I always speak about, I speak about the analogy of you know Game of Thrones when Jon Snow, the Battle of the Bastards, he drew his sword, no matter the numbers that were coming ahead, and he went for it. Don't make me do the theme song now. <laughs> Don't. No, but listen, we, we gave up too. We gave up too easy. Like seriously, yeah. like we gave up too easily, and we even been asking for too little. And that's why I really respect our counterpart doctors. And I'm with them all the way. Like, even if the nurses don't get it, if they get it, a win is a win for me. A win is a win, right? At this point, it has to be because, yeah, I think they just don't respect nurses enough. That's really that's just uh, mental to me. the bottom line of it all. They don't respect us yeah. enough. We, all we're worth is claps on a Thursday night during COVID. And after that, and it was like, that's believe it. that happened. You, you sigh. I, I don't. It wasn't real life. It actually wasn't real life for me. Because I... It, Pots and pans for what? <laughs> Every no, Thursday. I really enjoyed that, man. <laughs> nah. Nah, but you know, I really do em- empathize with clinical nurses, bedside nurses. And I'm mm. not saying that, don't get me wrong, over this side, um, we don't work hard and we don't have our struggles. But I think to a certain extent, at least we've got a work life balance. I don't mm. know how you're managing your time. If you don't, obviously, circumstances, but at least we have the opportunity to have a better chance at life. And I'm literally saying a better chance at life because shift work, night shifts, those conditions are detrimental to your life, it's detrimental to your quality of life. Mm. So, yeah. 
in your adult life now, especially some people started nursing when they were 21 years old in those environments, your brain does not develop until you're 25. I'm sorry, those shifts altered my brain development. Mm. Talk about it. Talk about it. The trauma of night shifts. You that even done permanent nights. Your brain wasn't developed when you made that decision, boy. Do you know why they made that decision? Because the NHS are stingy, because um, parking on night shifts was cheaper. Wow. That's why you made, that's one of the reasons why you made that decision. That's one of the reasons, yeah. I used to park for free. Mm. Guys, that's actually, that's crazy. Let's not even talk about them robbing us as well with the parking. Oh, if we talk about parking, we can hear all day. So parking, working conditions, the anxiety of day shifts. The canteen. Oh, They are robbing yeah, us. Prices go up the- every five seconds. That's why. Literally. <laughs> Listen. So a pot like, of tuna is now one pound fifty. I said, sorry. Jesus, I can buy it. You, you can't I even can- do diet again. <laughs> <laughs> but they still say the chips for one pound something. I might as well buy chips yeah, Exactly. <laughs> But it's all of those little things contributed, like, you know, working on a ward on a day shift, you know, the conditions, everybody's not in the best mm. mood. You've got anxiety, who's coming on shift. Mm. You've got your set, well, you've got your service users, you've got their families. They don't come at night. Mm, you know, a lot true. of nurses do have, opt for that. You have the people it. higher above pressuring you, like, especially when you're on the ward in charge. Oh, we need yeah. to accept this, we need to accept this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and all these things were contributing factors. Mm. And so, yeah, I just thought, you know what, for somewhat of a better life, because I don't have a work-life balance, let me do night shifts. And because I wanted a work-life balance as well, I would go out after my night shifts if I needed to, or mm. things like that. And then it's just like your body's just breaking and breaking. So I remember when I first started like school nursing, I used to do term time. Even as an award, I did part time at a time. And mm. someone was like, Oh, do you have kids or whatever? No, I just want perm- a term time. I don't want to die. And yeah. I want like, Honestly. Why should I be in a position where I, like, it's, we don't do preventative work? You know, we always want to, I don't know, the English is not coming to it's my like mind. It's like defensive, like yes. when it's yeah. got to the bad side of things. Exactly. Yeah. Like, prevention is better than cure. And right mm. now, we are running the NHS, whatever we want to call it, the workforce into the ground, yeah? I saw online, I think there's 170,000 vacancies, and I think it's even more now. 170,000 vacancies. Now, we could talk about this forever and talk about how, you know, leaving the EU, all of these factors and stuff like that have contributed. And it hasn't only contributed in nursing, it has contributed in other factors like Mm -hmm. occupational health, physiotherapy, speech and language, all of these other areas where I know there were so many people that were working there that are no longer working there because they had to go back to their country. Mm -hmm. Who do you think has come to do that job? So, you know, sometimes we think about the EU, the UK wants their independence, blah, blah, blah. Independence from what? They because need we, immigrants. We, 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 were the, we were the squanderers. Honestly. Honestly. It's quite sad. It's, it's very sad. This is crazy, man. But back to nursing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Don't want to bore you, but it's actually so upsetting. Like, I'm so disheartened, is what I'm going to say. It's the look on your um, face for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic <Shut> effect. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, do you know what? I might just cancel my RCA membership. I saw you that tweet today. I said, you know what? Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Why are you going to cancel it? I didn't, What's it done for her? <laughs> what? Like, I, I need my membership because I don't trust these trial. Beep. Okay. I don't trust these. I don't. I need to have some sort of backup. But you know that yeah, when you have some thing. kind of work setting, you don't only have to bring a union member. You can bring somebody. I don't know nobody. What if you're From busy? Where? What if you're busy? What if you got a busy diary? 
Oh, wait, I can bring one of you guys. She doesn't have to be a union member. Oh. Yeah. When I had my own work experiences. Yeah. You bought someone. I I did what I needed to do. Ooh. The real real AK-47. I'm (laughs) screaming. She came and let it off. To be fair, oh, yeah. though, but you need indemnity insurance if you want to like work agency and stuff, don't you? So that um unions cover that. So does that count as bank? Because my bank is my trust. No, bank then. is different. Bank oh, I don't do agency. Different. Yeah, agency you need indemnity insurance. Um, as much as I should do agency, I don't. I think I need to start, but I'm just I'm so lazy with the application. It's lazy. they want the blood of your firstborn. Do you they know what the, I mean? They want everything for you to start to end it. It's like, bro, can you just? I'm I'm employed by NHS Trust. Is that not just enough? believe me? I got my badge. <laughs> just take me. I pin. You've got it. Everything is there. Everything. I want to start doing it. Like I just want to do that. Maybe not even bank. Just do that because. Yeah, same. It's just giving. Ideally, yes, but I don't want to be going all over the place again. Convenience is killing me. That's the thing, because yeah, I just got a text today about an agency, but they their contracts are like in odd places in the country. No, but you could be that. a regular agency at one specific specific place. That's true. But they will pick bank over the agency any day. Not when they know you, though. You build a rapport. Yeah. Not where I did, boy. <laughs> they, they think about the coins. <laughs> it's true. To be fair. <laughs> You, you have to go somewhere where they're desperate enough to keep you. Desperate like they have to, to be, yeah, cool. yeah. That bank is unreliable, or they're already using all the bank. Like you know, yeah. the people that just got no staff at all, they'll take anyone. Yeah, and I don't want to be working somewhere that has no staff at all because I will be the one that Problems. is my back Problems is against the wall. Not, exactly. not as agency though. I found out with agency as well. Like there's only so much you can do. You can't do the IVs. You said I want to do exactly. That's why agency over bank. Oh, you, when you do crafty. bank, when you, <laughs> when, when you want to do when you do bank of places, they know that's how they give you heavy patients. Hello, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here for a I'm long down. time. Just, quick, quick, quick! Give me my four hourlies. Let me be getting the coins. She and said go. I'm here for a good time. No. <laughs> Literally, I want to enjoy the bank. I don't want to be up and down. Hourly flu balances, calculating euro output. No, sorry. No, not competent. Not competent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my no competent. No. That kills me. Have you seen that guy on TikTok that is always harassing Emily? No. no. Oh, my God. There's a Filipino nurse. Yeah, he's a guy. He does TikToks of scenarios on the ward. And his character is called Emily. Oh, uh-huh. Emily. Is he the Filipino? <laughs> is he Filipino? Oh, I think I know that one. And he came. Uh, he's got the long hair. Yeah, you call him his Oh yeah! <laughs> no, I need to send it to the group chat. No, nah, I think I've seen him when he was coming in handover late. He's like, "Just we're understaff again." <laughs> yeah, I think I, I remember. No, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm in tears, guys. If you know, you know. Comment below. I don't even know his name, but large up to Emily, man. No, love it. <laughs> Oh gosh! But today also we're gonna talk about duty of candor. I am gonna give it to our real housewife of the NHS to take it over. Yes. So do you know what it is? The reason I want to speak about this is because it made me realize that the NHS is mad. Like obviously we know the NHS can be mad, yeah. Mm. But the NHS is mad. Okay, so I've got this scenario. Um. There was a child who was having a 
organ transplant right and had the organ transplant everything went well and they realized that the donor had a um infection or disease should we, should we call it right so they realized mm-hmm. it's treatable it's treatable mm-hmm. and um they've realized that this is a case but they started treating and didn't tell the parents so the parents have now found out because they accidentally saw the child's notes so the first time they're hearing of this situation is from seeing the notes but the doctors did not tell the parents this was the situation how is that right interesting so before we go into it i just want to read out the definition of duty of duty yeah Every health professional, every health and care professional must be open and honest with patients and people in their care when something that goes wrong with their treatment or care causes or has the potential to cause harm or distress. And that was everything. Like the condition was treatable, but treatable as in treatable or like curable, like it can go away. It can go away. So with antibiotics, it can go away. Sure. But if left untreated, it could have really bad implications on the child. But my Mm. thing is, how can you start treatment for something that you haven't even told the parents was there? Do you know what I mean? Like you've literally just withheld this information from the family. And to be fair, they said something like, oh, um, there was a problem with the the organ. um, But we'll talk about it later but they've had already started the treatment so it's like you put this fear in their head and they're like oh what's going on like what's going on and you haven't said what's going on and it's just by chance that they found out what was going on Wow! and that's so dangerous because yes it's curable I'm assuming but what if it was to happen again how would they know what to look out for because now their child has that organ but then it's also my thing is like you know what because let me not. can you decline can you decline an organ i don't think you can if it's a life or death situation which in most cases it is um so did the clinicians know that the that the, the disease was there already i don't actually know however you would kind of assume that if you've got a uh, a donor you would have their medical history mm. right yeah. right and how often did they get tested before remember organ donors organ donors are usually from people that get just uh, passed away yeah and i'm just thinking about gray's anatomy i'm thinking here we go chat you need some tissues yeah (laughs) listen i'm just thinking can they decline because if she if they was to decline would it end up at the end of the list again or would they just be the next person can get it and then they just be the next one after that you know i don't i think but you know is i think if people are a bit more open and honest like especially if it's something that's treatable or if it's something that was a life or death death situation i don't think Mm. if it was me personally if it was just like i've been waiting for a long time for this or like this is literally what I need for my child to stay alive if they're like okay this is the situation but as soon as they say we're going to treat with antibiotics or whatever the situation is then I don't see why you would decline if it was like oh this is the thing and it potentially couldn't go away and this could be a lifelong then maybe it's like okay no I don't want to risk it but if there was like a a high chance that it was just gonna go and I know that I need this right now so that my child is alive then I'm not going to decline so Mm. my thing is maybe they I don't know it's really hard to say but I would just assume you'd have the medical history of the donor first of all um because second of all how would you know exactly yeah, yeah. It's yeah. do you know what I mean Without how context. would you know 
we don't, yeah, we don't have we, enough context. Yeah, we don't have enough context. But I think it, just what, made, it just made me think, like, hearing this just made me think, like, how many things, well, there are, there are a lot of things, but it just really makes you deep, like, how many things in the NHF is being kept from mm-hmm. the service users, but yeah. we all have this duty of candle that we should be following. And uh, it's just, so if we were in that situation, what will be as a nurse what would our duties be as if, if we knew yeah yeah because for me I think what doesn't sit well with me is like who made the decision or who makes the decision not to you know say. tell say to the parents especially when it's children involved like you know with children in NHS safeguarding all of that is like crazy right <clears throat> so I'm like whatever that meeting whoever was in that meeting if I was in that meeting then I'd be challenging like yeah why aren't we saying anything hundred percent and I, I would i would i could only ass, i could only assume that nurses would probably challenge it because it's like i can't keep this information from yeah like because at the end of the day when you really think about it like nurses are at the bedside of course majority of the time so we're the ones being asked all the questions and yeah we can't lie i'm so sorry we can't lie so from a nursing point of view i feel like yes like we wouldn't be kind of like champion and keeping the information however yeah like the doc- I think um the, the main call. thing is a doctor's call and mm. the main thing obviously context again but you would have some sort of MDT and mm. I think I would just have to raise my concerns like really raise my concerns and document at the end of the day because um nurses somewhat don't write down the medical plan Obviously, for example, when I do neonates, there are certain things that, you know, nurses can lead on, like mm-hmm. doing gases, for example, and then adjusting, whatever. But I wouldn't make it the decision unless to um, muscularly extubate a baby, for example. However, if there's something on OptiFlow, then yeah, I can reduce that, I can adjust that accordingly. But it's still a discussion. We're still part of MDT. So if I've raised my concerns and I feel like my concerns are not being heard, but I've raised those then I'll document and I'll document who I raised those to and what I felt like the appropriate plan was and what was decided in the end. I think that's all you can mm. do. But it, yeah, because I'm, obviously mm. once it, it all comes out, which it, it will at some point, yeah. once you do the investigations, they'll then see like who knew about this and what do they do about it. And that will be, like you said, one of the things that they'll yeah. come up Because be I'm just thinking, is it a whistleblow moment? I was about to ask that as well. Would you whistleblow? What as in go and tell the parents, hey, this is going or, do you, or escalate it to your manager and be like, yeah. I don't, this is or wrong. like a or hundred percent like, oh, that's a datex. Hundred percent that's a datex. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent. I can't even stress how much of a datex that is. Because... Say, let's say if you were in the meeting and mm. that decision was made not to tell the parents, are you now gonna escalate that? Are you gonna whistleblow and say no, I, I think I'm at the stage now where I would be very open to to voice that i don't agree with this guys like this is very much wrong and challenged i think but then again that comes with time and experience like Mm. no everyone's going to be able to everyone might just be whispering oh no that's really crazy but they're a bit shy to say what they want to say but i feel Mm. like i'm at the stage now in my career where me i'm a talk (laughs) i'm a yeah but yeah yeah (laughs) one thing about me one thing about me (laughs) i'm gonna say it um, yeah like just 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 hearing about that scenario just made me think god damn yeah. NHS is cold. 
<laughs> no, but you should know their code. Look at the way they're treating us. Oh, no, come on. Come on. Isn't there like a. There's all these chief directors of this, this, this. Oh, but everyone's trying to avoid a this, you, But this. But that, is that a lawsuit, though? Like, could you sue? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But then also, I think as well, when I reflect on that situation, it makes me consider other things. Like, I don't want to bring, like, race into it but i do feel like with the nhs there's certain families that they will just take the piss out of in terms of ones who aren't very like you know you know you have those families and especially in pediatrics where you have those families who are just very like nice and like yes that's fine whatever you think that's okay whatever you think like i'm happy with that and then you have the ones that will challenge you and be like no No, i don't think it's that i think it's this or can i have all the results because i don't think what you're saying is correct and i'm going to go and get a second opinion and all sorts of stuff like that so it just makes me consider like why them? Why? Mm. What made you think, oh, I'm not telling this one? But I think that's everything, isn't it? That's humans. You can go to the mechanic. If they can get away with telling you £500 for something that's 250 they will. they will. Unless you challenge them. There's always going to be someone that says, oh, okay, mate, that's fine. I'm rubber. <laughs> <laughs> La hustle. We live in a hustle. It's so funny because sometimes when I go to Ghana, I get annoyed. But I said, you know what? Everyone's trying to, out for themselves. Everyone's out for themselves. And I'm not saying it's okay, by the way. I'm just saying that, unfortunately, it just comes across as human nature. People don't want to work harder if they don't need to work harder, which yeah. is sad. That shouldn't be the same in healthcare, though, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's sad. It's people's lives. Mm. It's people's lives. And, like, you know, the definition said, if it's got the potential to cause harm, like, it's a, we have a duty to, yep. to do that. And yeah. I guess that's part of the... The, the job that it's it's difficult it's difficult to admit yeah because obviously that you know in policies it says like saying sorry doesn't you're not admitting fault sometimes yeah again like we have to make room yeah. for error um and as human beings we have to be able to like give each other the grace for that of course you know yeah. part, we should be able to do our jobs properly and you know know what we're doing yeah but mm. we can't forget that we're human beings doing yeah the job. tired burnout all of that kind of stuff all those factors yeah and mistakes will happen yeah and then, owning up and being honest <clears throat> when that yeah. I definitely agree Every, literally you've hit the nail on the hang head. on so on that note guys thank you for listening to today's episode welcome back again season 2 share like comment and let us know what you want to talk about thank you for listening again bye bye, bye.